welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby. For brand new to the show, the show is all about a little one-on-one card game called Magic: The Gathering. So, on today's episode, we brought on a returning guest, a uh, Chase, aka Mana Curves, who has not been on the podcast for two years or so. I think maybe three. It's been a while. Um, I got to look up the exact time, but we brought her back on because I just wanted to chat and chill, and we talked a lot of Commander and a lot of. Everything else uh, from therapy to master's degrees to D&D to traveling to heck of a lot else. And I hope you'll really enjoy it. But before we get into the episode, I do have a few announcements I need to make. Uh, you can find this show on Patreon or you can find the show. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I guess you can help support the show on Patreon. I'm really good at this introduction stuff. You know, hey, forget about it. You know, uh, you can find the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby if you want to help support the show in any way. Uh, you can find me, you can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And on YouTube, just search Magic with Zuby on YouTube. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at magicwithzuby, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby. And you can find me on TikTok because I'm like all the cool kids at mtgzuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And we are sponsored by Car. Cardsphere. Cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, trade, and sell your magic singles and sealed product out there. So get on that right now. Do it. What are you waiting for? Go do it now. And without further ado, let us welcome our returning guest, Chase, aka Manicure. It's Zuby here again, and I've brought on with me returning guest Chase, aka Manicurs, back to the podcast. She is currently talking to us in the void. Um, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? Oh, doing good. Doing good. It's been um, it's been a while since um, I've had you on the podcast. I think two, two and a half years, something like that. Definitely, I think about that. It's been a really long time. Yeah, and um, since then. It's because I remember when I first had you on. I, I think the thing that attracted me to you were your uh, oh, I can't remember what website it was on. It was your articles about mental health. Yes, that uh, was on Masters of Magic. Yes, that's right. That's right. And um, and I don't even think you'd really begun streaming yet back then, I think or so. um, uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, I think I, I started streaming a couple months after that. Yeah, yeah, and um. So I, I, we brought you on then, and now it's like two years later. It's like holy crap, you've blown up. <laughs> <laughs> you are like the MTG fairy queen now. I'm definitely something. <laughs> <laughs> definitely something. I've, I've, I've been working really hard and doing way too much, but it's been really good and really fun. Oh, I, I know what that means. I, or I know how you feel about that. It's um. And it feels like it's never enough, you know? Oh, yeah. It feels like you're Definitely. just never doing it. I mean, like, it, it's... I, I've sort of stopped doing the streaming thing a whole lot. Because mm -hmm. um, last year, just like everybody, last year, it's like, oh, there's nothing to do. Let me stream and podcast and, you know, stream every day. And, um, and now I'm just sort of getting back into a normal groove of, I don't like streaming that much. I like doing this better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah streaming is definitely an acquired taste because you suddenly realize that you are running everything 
Um, yeah, right. A lot to handle <laughs> unless you have some help, and you know I have a little bit of help every now and then, but for the most part, it's just me. <laughs> right. So, so you play a lot of Commander, right? It, it's. Yes. I feel like there's a huge difference in streaming Arena and Commander because mm-hmm. with Arena, it's like turn on the game, look at the camera, you know, have chat on the other side and whatever. That's about it, you know. Like, still keep an eye on OBS, make sure. You know, not everything's going too crazy. You're not lagging too much. But with Commander, it's not only do you have like three other people you got to worry about, you know, trying to keep the chat up and all that stuff and mm-hmm. also focusing on the chat. It, it just feels like there's so much, so many more moving parts with Commander. There definitely is. Um, Spelltable has definitely helped out a lot in that oh, regard, yeah. making it a lot easier to connect people. I originally used Discord, but they changed the way that they function. I, I don't really remember how, but it really threw a big wrench in how I functioned streaming. So um, we eventually moved over to Spelltable. Um, and that does require, because how I do it, I do have four separate captures. I'm not just capturing the entire screen. So there's a little bit of... Uh, weird balancing to it uh but oh, yeah. it's pretty good yeah oh yeah no it's um yeah i feel like a lot of people don't understand a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that goes on with streaming because it's um and, and heck not just that but you also have your scene set up too and um and i don't know if you ever made this mistake before but especially when you have certain images on on your scenes and you decide to clean up some of your folders and you accidentally moved one of your images off to another folder and you have no idea where the hell it went. You ever had that that happen? That actually happened recently where I had um, my overlay and I recently did the the Strixhaven pre-release party Mm-hmm. And I I needed to change my overlay for that, and I made a whole brand new overlay that was specifically meant to show two-player play, because I'm accustomed to four-player play. And when I went to go do my deck building stream, I was like, oh god, I can't get it back. Like, I changed everything. <laughs> I was so freaking out. So I was an hour late. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I, I even scoured the internet for it. I reversed image searched. I couldn't locate it. I was freaking out. So... It happened to me. It made me freak out, and, and eventually, um, my boyfriend was able to take a screen grab from my old screen oh, stream, nice. Photoshop the <laughs> Photoshop me out of it, and Photoshop the um, actual capture out of it, so that I could use it for a brief moment. And then I eventually made my own on uh, Canva because I just couldn't locate it again. So I upgraded myself by a sheer accident. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Awesome, and it happens. Um, so you also do what is it? A weekly commander deck building stream, yes. as well on Tuesdays. Is it? Yes. So- uh, it's called Always Be Brewing. Uh, it's just a fun stream where I build uh, an entire commander deck with chat over the course of a couple hours. We've gone way long, way short, depending on the commander. And then uh, once we are done, we ship it off, and I write about that stream. Uh, for TCG player. Ooh, that's right. That's right. You're a TCG player article writer author. Yeah, I, I really butchered that. Um, writer now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. Um, I when I first uh you know started to write, I actually my journey to writing started out very weird. Um, I wasn't planning on being an article writer i thought that was just a form of content i could never really achieve and never really thought that that was something i could see myself doing and 
I was recently picked up by them at the time for sponsorship. And I started to think, you know, like, maybe I'll just write one article. And I messaged my community contact and said, I'm really interested in, you know, this one little, like, one-time piece. And, you know, he connected me to um, the person in charge for writing. I, I gave them my idea. And, like, that idea is really cool. Would you like to do an entire series that is not related <laughs> to the idea you gave me? And I went sure why not <laughs> and then i started doing that and it's really weird and really fun but i really enjoy it because they give me creative freedom to just do whatever i want and i oh, really love good. that because that's what commander is is the creative freedom to do anything you want so i've, I've right. written articles about uh silver border commanders uh i've written articles where i've taken planeswalkers and made them commanders and just regular ones. I've done really weak decks. I've done uh, higher power decks. I've done budget decks. I think it's just a really fun way to express myself and stretch out my deck building muscles towards areas I never really really touched on before. I don't really play a lot of colors that I've been building as of late, but I've been building them, and then some of them have even become physical decks in, in my real life, and I've really enjoyed that. That's awesome. You, you know, you, you brought up a, something that has been on my mind a lot lately, is just how Commander, it can be a very creative format, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like with the explosion of Commander, especially over the past year, um, just how, you know, and I'm sure you see it on Magic Twitter all the time, this rift in the community where it's people who want to play optimized decks versus people who mm -hmm. play casual decks, but their version of casual is, hey, we're going to throw in Gaia's Cradle, Crater Hoof Behemoth, and, you know, all this nonsense in there. And whereas, like, sort of my version of casual is, you know, build a build a decent deck, but not make it optimized because I'm kind of bored mm -hmm. of that kind of style now. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some of your thoughts on, on that whole, I, I guess, hubbub in the community? It, For me, I get really sad just because Commander for me is one of the things that has turned me into a social person. I'm not a very social person at all. In, in real life, I am very shy and I don't really like to talk to people because they scare me. <laughs> um, but Commander has fixed that for me entirely. I've been able to walk in places that I've never been to before. I'll peer over somebody's shoulder, I'll see what they're doing, and I'm like, oh, I love this. Can I see your build? What are you doing? So for me, it really makes me sad to see this sort of division in the community about what is considered to be casual, competitive, CDH, all those different things. But I do think that defining that is important because there is feedback into the health of the format. I know that I worded that very weird. Um, for instance, definitely like a lower powered CDH deck might translate as to being very higher powered in a casual format. And I really think that that's what we need to really focus on is those rule zero conversations. I, I really heavily believe in the concept of rule zero, not as, um, me policing because I don't want to come across as me policing your deck but I, I really think sitting down and saying what kind of game do we want to have and then you go okay well this deck can consistently win on turn four okay well that's a little short uh maybe seven eight um and if you don't have a deck that can you know uh you you don't have any other decks you know extending the play and drawing it out just for the fun of the game because it's such a social format that you want everybody to have enjoyment. I love to win. 
I love to win. I also like to really lose in cool ways too. Yeah. But for me, you you have to define it in a way that doesn't make people feel bad about what they enjoy. Because I do see a lot of discourse online making people feel bad for enjoying casual. It's making people feel bad for enjoying competitive play. There, there are two sides of the same coin. You know, they feed into each other directly, I think. Yeah. And so being respectful about it is at the top of my list, but also having those conversations too. Because I've played games where I've been, you know, kicked out turn three and I was mm-hmm. like, well, I wanted to play. You know, I didn't even have the great of a hand. I just wanted to play. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it has to deal with too, like who you're playing with as well. Like, mm-hmm. I have my little online play group and we um it, it, it's we all pretty much know each other's styles by now and mm-hmm. it's we can play high powered up to low powered and still have a really good time but mm-hmm. I think with in-person play coming back you, you know be, before the whole advent of rule zero, it was just really you show up at an LGS and just start playing. And then yeah. you'd always get those assholes that are just pub stompers, right? They're going to bring, you know, Grand Arbiter or Traxa or something out while everybody's just playing pre-cons just to smack them down. And I I, I, I feel targeted <laughs> because I run Grand Arbiter and Quain and I used to have an Atraxa deck, so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh I, I used to have Atraxa too. And um, my Grand Arbiter deck in all Inkland Customs glory this I is love the that box. It's, I, I love I, that box. I love that box. I, I love it, and <laughs> Grand Arbiter is in it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm a degenerate too. So don't yeah. worry. It's no, you're good. I just definitely <laughs> think that um, there are times where I have felt very salty and very angry because I feel like that even if the discussion was had, there was still not that level of communication that I think yeah. needed to be there, and I think that. You're always going to run into people who either, you know, listen to the rule and bring something too casual. I've done that before where I'm like, listen, y'all, I, I hear that y'all are playing this upper level. I'm playtesting right now. So, you know, feel free to dance around me. I'm not winning. I'm just trying to get the flow. Um, and yeah. then there have been other times where I'll just take something. And I mean, if you go to Twitter, I was playing with Megan Sheepwave and I uh, whole breacher wheeled. Because I was like, oh my god, I've never whole breach a world in my life. I have to do it at least once. And then I, I won. Thankfully, I won within that same turn. Yeah. But, you know, um, you're, you're, you're going to do one of those things at one point in your life. But I think that because content has been so heavily consumed within this one year period, people are starting to actually understand that there is a rule zero. And that commander is that social format that needs to have that healthy relationship otherwise you know it's just going to be a bad time for everybody not just you know the the casual player it's going to be rough for the competitive player too oh yeah and with commander mm-hmm. getting more and more popular especially the past couple years it's um mm-hmm. it's uh, how, how do you put this it, it's sort of because I mean, people like to reminisce of, oh, back in the day when Commander wasn't popular, you know, you used to be able to build whatever you want. But decks are getting more optimized now. You know, mm-hmm. cards are being made for, you know, Commander purposes a lot more than how they were back in the day. And I feel like that's fine. It's fine for that. So it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the 
like I, I feel like there's like a like a life path for people who are in commander like when you first get into commander you want something that's like really good right you know because mm-hmm. you want to win or something like that and then yeah. you know your first few decks may be as optimized as you can make them and then after a while I, like i'm at the path i'm at the path now in my in my life journey of edh where i just want to make silly ideas happen i don't yeah. care i don't care about winning at this point because i already have decks that can win and all that and i just want to make stupid stuff happen no i actually would definitely uh, agree with that when i first started playing i remember asking oh god my because i used to work at an lgs and i asked my boss at the time i said what is the strongest commander you can think of and he just told me niv mizzet firemind and i was like cool i'm building that and i built it and it went pretty well then i bought the atraxa pre-con which is my first commander pre-con ever really good first one to buy oh, I, yeah. I thought yeah it was a good one <laughs> it um, was a good one it was indeed uh played that built that love that then i did infect then i did elish norn then i did all these like disgusting if you go through my instagram you can see some of the old commanders i built it it was disgusting now i am doing weird things like recently i just built ooze tribal yeah i saw your article about that (laughs) i have a chandra tribal deck a chandra planeswalker tribal deck mono red because you know mono red planeswalkers are very viable um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have, I mean, I do have some higher tier decks like Quain and, and Locust God, and but I, I really like to to test the limits of what I can create uh, and see if it functions. Like, I know that I definitely want to build Garth One-Eye, but Oh, that, lo- that do, looks fun. But only do uh, Black Lotus stuff, so I want it to be sort of like, even though it's a five-color deck, really focus on the is it colors and get those weird Ooh. artifact interactions out there yeah. and either turn every single black lotus into a creature and swing out with black lotuses or just sink all that mana <laughs> oh, into like awesome. one massive burn spell just something dumb i just yeah. want to do something stupid and just have fun with it so there is a deck and a lot of my listeners and viewers are gonna groan because i mention this in almost every single episode um there's a deck i have a shia a mono green mm-hmm. deck and um, a shy like if you build a shy properly, it can be really dumb and degenerate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I what the way I build a shy was, she is the only creature in my deck. I have zero mm-hmm. other creatures, but I just have a shit ton of land. So I've basically thought of a shy as like the Ents, the March of the Ents against Saruman and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. And so I just try to ramp up a shit ton of lands, animate all my lands, do you know overwhelming stampede, and just mm-hmm. swing out and win. And it's just fun to do stuff yeah, it's, like that. Yeah, and I've won plenty of times because people just ignore me and they're just like, when are you going to play a creature? I'm like, don't worry about it, okay? Don't mm-hmm. worry. And then I animate 40 lands and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> now that can't backfire on you. I, oh, I used to have yeah. a, a land creature deck and then a board wipe. And I was sad because I lost all my lands. Be very oh, careful when you yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. But it's oh, just yeah. really fun to do the the crazy stupid stuff and like even in like competitive tier two it's so cool to do the crazy super fun stuff i was recently on a cdh stream uh i definitely know that cdh is not my cup of tea it's not what i do but i literally felt my soul ascend when i turn one godoed it was really good um did i win not a chance not a chance but i felt i was like this is it 
now's the time. That's just that's it, gross. It was so great. It was so great. It was either turn one or turn two, but I was like, I am good at magic. Did I win? No. Uh, but it was fun to do. <laughs> oh yeah. Like my latest deck that I'm building right now is Shadrick Silverquill. And mm -hmm. the entire thing is just going to be pillow fort and political, but I but I only want to be able to help out one opponent, like mm -hmm. like sort of play like a mafia type thing where you know yeah. I help you, you help me, don't attack me, or else I'm gonna backstab you or something like that. So and the and the only win con it has is approach of the second son. That's it. Mm -hmm. I I'm currently building a uh, grist. I, he hasn't even been released yet. But I've never built a graveyard deck before. They've always kind of freaked oh, me. Oh, really? Out. Uh, never at not not once. Um, so I'm slowly. I I have consulted some people to help me build it. <laughs> I've asked them questions. I I've bothered them in their DMs. Um, and and just friends in real life and also friends in my group chat asking, what do I do? I don't. Like, I'm just scared to 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 make purchases because graveyard decks seem so nervous. Anything that can be ruined by a bajuka bog, I'm like, I right. don't know if I trust you. But I'm I'm There's I'm, I'm so slowly much graveyard easing my way hate. into it. Yeah. Yeah, there really is, but I'm easing my way into it. I'm I'm really excited just because I think Grist is so cool and weird and you can make him your commander because he's technically a bug. So I know I that's so it. awesome. I I, 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 I love the flavor of it. <laughs> I thought it was so neat. Like when I saw that commander or not commit planeswalker spoiled, um, it, I mean it's not a very powerful card, but it's just the flavor that it can be your commander. Also, is just mm -hmm. that's just so awesome. Well, I also think that the reason I'm drawn to him is because of that ultimate is dealing damage to each opponent equals the number of cards in your graveyard. Yeah, and I really yeah. like that sort of like linear win con. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I I did this collaboration a long time ago where I played a Grixis artifacts deck and there's that one Tezzeret that deals damage equal to the number of artifacts you have and it just oh, yeah. wailed. Oh, it wailed. I like I like to deal damage. I'm a red player. So I'm very much like I just want to burn stuff to the ground and uh, that's what the vibe Gris kind of gives me is just very okay, put stuff in graveyard, deal damage and then you're good. <laughs> so do you still consider yourself more of a red player even after a couple years now you still oh yeah still your favorite color yeah still my favorite color i have definitely branched out into other colors but for the most part red is kind of my comfort color um i feel weird playing other ones like I've, i have a mono blue deck i don't really touch it i can't do mardu for some reason mardu just doesn't like me um, hmm. I, I have yeah. a Azorius deck. I like it because there's blue in it. Is that uh, the Queen? Yeah, that's Queen. I have Locust God, which is Is it has the red mm -hmm. in it, but it's not really red like my other decks. I have equipment decks. I have a uh, Boros artifact deck, and again, I like it because it's very much deal damage Boros. Um, yeah, it's not combat damage and stuff like that. So I'm very I have I have a Selesnia deck too, but that's just like flicker, very passive. I'm I'm very all over the place in my decks. Uh, now I used to have a lot of monocolored. Now I'm more leaning towards two colors. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, red just feels very sensible. Red's a, I think red's a sensible color because I think it's the easiest way to kill opponents in my mind. Like Jai's Immolating Inferno. I don't know why that's not played as much in commander because in my mind i'm like that's just a you, you just dump your opponent's life totals in there and it kills people and you yeah. win. 
to me, it's, to me, it's my win more spell. This <laughs> Jaws of Validity Inferno is so good. See, the way you're describing red is how I feel about blue, and mm -hmm. but over the years, like the the color that I'd probably ignore the most would be black because I never just really liked that kind of play mm -hmm. style of like having to sacrifice your own life in order to gain power and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, but when Throne of Eldraine came out and a Yara first of the Lockthwain was spoiled and I saw her, it's I fell in love. And she's mm -hmm. become quickly become one of my favorite like decks. And even though that is more aristocratic built and all that, it's still a lot of fun just being able to do black shenanigans like mm -hmm. that. I definitely agree. I have a phage deck, but I don't really play her anymore because she's so fun to do because she's like the impossible commander, but it just takes a lot and it just feels like in order to get her out, you need to just play sort of the, the typical good cards in black and I just don't know about that. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's um, mm -hmm. it, it's it brings it back to that whole conversation of just optimizing every deck, right? It's Mm -hmm. When when you're doing your deck building streams, are you are you like trying to ignore all the really good cards that you, you know? Let's say you're building. Um, uh, I'll just pick a random commander here. Let's say you're mm -hmm. building. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, let's say Animar, right? And Animar mm -hmm. is known for doing really stupid shenanigans. You mm -hmm. know playing free spells like like if you're gonna do animar on a building stream would you, would you try to do something different with them instead of just the same old same old like eldrazi or infinite combo bs so typically what i like to do is go in with a theme in mind and steer chat towards that theme because it's it's a collaborative thing and we typically bounce ideas off each other and completely scrap ideas all together so for me it would just depend on what i see i don't i don't have them in front of me right now but i take a peek at them and, and see what i would want to do and 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 kind of go with that i i've done completely different things like again with ave a lot of people were like you got to do food chain and you got to do the storm because it's a green storm card i'm like i just want to do ooze travel i really want to do storm storm kind of hurts my brain i have i but right. I, I say this every time i talk about storm <laughs> but i have such respect for storm players y'all oh my god I oh, can't especially in it. modern legacy yeah i can't oh my god storm players they i think storm players literally have the biggest brains because i just cannot i i know myself i can't fathom storm i've tried i tried to build it couldn't do it um but i really try to go in with a theme in mind that brings me joy and whether that theme is like on on par with what most people would do or not that kind of typically tends to go where we go um it really just kind of depends like i remember i tried to do a yagantha build one time and we were just like what five color shenanigans can we just shove in this and see what we can do it just really depends on how perceptive chat is and you know if they want to see me suffer enough <laughs> <laughs> no and you've done really well um past couple years like building up a good audience of people and mm -hmm. um what do you think what do you attribute that to um you know being able to build an audience like that because i mean not every content creator can do that you know and yeah it's you know what, what what's your you know secret tips i i really don't know i really have no idea i wish i knew i wish i knew because then i could just keep doing that forever and ever and ever <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i i'm really thankful that i have gotten to the point where i am because there are moments where i think that i don't really deserve to be at the point where i am 
Um, I definitely am really happy with the the base that I've built up around me and the community that I've built within this community. It has just been absolutely amazing. The the people who come to my stream are so kind and I know they know me, I know them. I talk to them about my personal life. I think that might have something to do with it is I, you know, like when you, cause you know this, and I think a lot of content creators when they hear this, know this to a certain extent is that when you're in front of a camera, you have to be on a little bit, you know, in some shape, form or fashion, you have to be a little bit, you know, upbeat and a little bit, you know. You have to be entertaining, you know. Yeah, yeah. you do it. You have to be, you have to, you know, have that in the forefront of your mind. And that happens to me sometimes, but I really just try to be the most genuine person that I can be and really present myself. Um, I am weird. I like fart jokes. I, you know, am silly and stupid. I collect stuffed animals. I mean, I talk about my anxieties with chat sometimes. I talk about fears, you know, imposter syndrome a lot. I let them know when I'm not feeling well. I I think that attributes a lot to it is that for me, I want to come across as myself uh, yeah. and, and be me because, you know, that's the easiest way I make content is that I'm I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm weird. I like to be dumb and be weird and, and make dumb jokes and, you know, have people hate them, but still listen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really wish that I could think of other things, you know, the the con the sort of constant concept of like consistency and, you know, everything like that. I've had people attribute my what success I've had to, you know, my gender identity, you know, stuff like that, how I present, how I look physically. There's a lot of different things that are, you know, said as well. But for me, I really just try to be as as genuine and weird weird as i normally am in real life um because for me that makes me feel like you know i don't have to be as on behind the camera because i'm just being me no i i, I see where you're getting at because it's mm -hmm. um and it's i i sort of feel the same way because mm -hmm. it's it you bring up a point like it's pretty much one of the reasons why i stopped really streaming a lot because of just having mm -hmm. to be on and it's and That's I feel it, it is and I feel more comfortable in this one on one format here mm -hmm. instead of just yeah. sort of talking to no one and, and not that I'm not talking to anyone in chat, but, you know, you're not hearing yeah. anything back, you know? Yeah. It, it, and it's just and plus people don't want to watch me stream arena anymore because I'm just like, fuck arena. It's playing in some <laughs> stupid bullshit deck. And you're like, nope, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I, I just log on for my daily quest and that's it. <laughs> I definitely think that it also has to do with finding what brings you joy in the content that you make. Yeah. Because um, when I first started streaming, I started streaming Arena. And the reason why was because I thought that's how I'm going to do cool things is Arena. Everybody's doing it. And I see all these cool people doing it. So I obviously have to do it. Yep. And I did it. And I really clung to that for a while. I really did. I, cling, I clung to that because I went, this is what I have to do. Even though I am not at all i don't play standard historic whatever have you i'm not that kind of person those kinds of formats don't bring me joy but I, I i really clung to it for a really long time because i thought this is what's going to get me somewhere and yeah I, 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 <laughs> man you, just, you, i know exactly what you're talking about because i felt yeah. the exact same way it really it really it 
Arena is is being very heavily marketed as the next big thing, and I definitely think that it is for specific people, and it doesn't really bring me joy. Uh, really, it doesn't. Yeah, because it I... felt like as a content creator, like like when it first came out, it felt like, oh shit, if you're not jumping on this, you're going to be behind. Like, right, yeah. w Wizards isn't going to pay attention to you at all or anything like that, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're only going to focus on the streamers. I was definitely of that mindset. Mm -hmm. And then I took a leap during i want to say oh gosh i think my first commander stream was right before COVID started i want to say like march of last year i really am bad at timing i'll have to like find all my analytics or whatever but i remember um thinking well you know i'm stuck in my house i might as i might as well try it you know and i jerry-rigged my one webcam and <laughs> uh asked some friends do you want to do this and uh we did it and it was fun and it made me happy because i felt like i wasn't doing something that you know i was doing something that brought me joy i was able to hang out with friends and, and forge new relationships and friendships yeah. without being disingenuous to myself and i think that's what made me really happy in the content that i make is that I can sit down and just be like, okay, you know, I'm t it's time for me to play Commander, not it's time for me to stream. Uh, there, I think there's kind of like a key difference in there. It's like it's time for me to play Commander with friends or time with me to play Commander with these new people and, and have that fun. And, you know, yeah, you know, you're still on for the camera and stuff, but for the most part, you're with your friends and the chat's like there in the background it's like you're at your lgs at a table yep. but there's just a crowd around your table <laughs> no I know, I know exactly what you mean that's how mm -hmm. that, that that's what it had me enjoy commander streams a lot more was mm -hmm. that my, my biggest problem was just trying to organize it all all, all mm -hmm. the times and oh uh, yeah no that, that, that's that, still <laughs> that's still a part of my stress i will say yeah, that that's, i am um... not the best at that <laughs> but i make it work <laughs> yeah yeah it's been um yeah, that's always fun. Um, <laughs> not really, but <laughs> no, but no, no, I'm glad to see you doing well for yourself. And um, mm -hmm. it's been um, it's been good. It's been good seeing the creativity, the um, the diversity that's been happening. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. So what else have you been up to lately? Like, what about some non magic stuff? What, what, what else is going on in Chase's life right now? Uh, I'm just working. I'm taking some time. I graduated in May of last year with my That's master's right. degree. That's right. And started I... to look for jobs. And then the pandemic was like, no. Nope. Uh. <laughs> and so I went, you know what? I think this is um literally a sign to take a year off because we are, I mean, what can I do? Um, You know, my, my degree is in social work and I can't really perform you know, therapy in a closed room with somebody in the middle of a pandemic because you can't, you know, that, that's we at the beginning, no one really knew what it was. I when I first started, my, oh, yeah. um, when I first when the pandemic first happened, uh, it threw my internships off crazy. It was a horrible mess and I had to do so much and I, I, I lost all my clients because of COVID and it really broke my heart because um, I had I lost them early. Um, and God, for me it made me it made me really sad because of, of what i was doing i loved it it was stressful beyond belief but i loved it and then COVID hit i wasn't allowed to do graduation they said graduation would happen in december then that didn't happen and at that point 
I just was like, I can't, I don't really know what to do. Did, did it ever happen? Stuff. Well, graduation happened a couple months ago, but I didn't okay. go because, you know, at that point I'm like, I already have my diploma, you know. <laughs> oh, so then at that point really, it's just for show yeah, at that point. Yeah, exactly. Because I already received my diploma in the mail and I really wanted to obviously take the picture in the weird caps because when yeah, you have a master's yeah. degree, they get you, a, they get, you get a little bit of a different cap and gown situation than, than uh, undergraduate. Um, but I I wanted to work really badly, but I just felt like it wasn't the right time and everything was freaky and scary. So I decided to take a year off and only just now am I finally going, okay, I think that, you know, we're a year later, I took my year off, I'm ready to dive back in. So what is it that you're going to look for for work? Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm really passionate about a lot of things. I really wanted to look for uh, work at non-for-profit organizations, um, hospitals in particular, uh, either through actual uh, therapy as like a therapist or through case management. I really enjoy case management a lot and advocation for clients in those kinds of settings. So that's definitely something that I'm looking at. What, what, what's case management exactly? So case management can range from anything to helping clients find services, next step services, finding housing, finding programs for them to move on to from your program, you know, anything like that, finding services oh, for food, okay. transportation, anything like that. There's a loads of, of ways to, to work with case management. It's just being an advocate for the client and what they want. And is that mainly like in hospital settings that happens in or it can be in any setting, really? It could be in any setting. Um, mm. For instance, you could be in a, I, I've worked in, um, you know, individual outpatient therapy centers, uh, you know, in, inpatient centers and the like like that. And the kind of work can range from anything in any of those settings. That's what I really liked about that degree was that you can work in tons of settings. And I really liked that. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Is that also a kind of degree where you'd also ever think about getting your own practice one day or I worked in well I interned in a setting of a private practice um, and there's a lot of work that goes into it not only on on the level of working with clients but also in terms of like business and oh I bet yeah really intimidated <laughs> me that really intimidated me and for me, I, when I first started out, if you had asked me year one of grad school, I would have been like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a private practice, own boss, sounds great. And then I interned and I went, there's so much work into that. I, I don't know if I'd ever be ready for it. It's a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, I bet because it's like probably thinking about it. It's like, OK, the therapy part's probably the easiest part of that. It's get, getting like all the business stuff and the marketing and the advertising mm -hmm. just like oh, oh plus all the referring to because you'd want to be able to make mm -hmm. make you know friends with doctors in the area so to refer patients to and all that well and, uh, insurance companies oh oh yeah that too oh that, god that gave me a lot of <laughs> headache in, in the in the past Tr yeah because you'd have to sign up with insurance companies or something to or however it goes something like that just working with clients and their insurance has always been a lot i it's been a lot <laughs> really just trying to advocate for the clients is something that is is sometimes really frustrating but really rewarding when you're finally able to achieve the goal that you're you're trying to get for them instead of having to fight their insurance on something 
Mm-hmm. Or even yeah. just, you know, get them their basic needs, you know, right. transportation yeah. cards, uh, you know, access to medication. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. That's crazy. That's awesome, mm-hmm. though. It's I, I like hearing stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So for case management, um, mm-hmm. is this also a type of degree where you'd be able to go for a doctorate? Yes. Yes, that that is something. Okay. And at, at first I thought about that. Really, I did when I was going in. And I might do it in the future. It just really depends on how stable I feel in terms of my, my living situation and mm-hmm. my life at that point. Um, I had planned on it originally. And then I finished grad school and I went, I don't want to go to school anymore. (laughs) I don't want to do it. I've done six years. I've done six years. That's a lot of years. What would it be? Four four more years of school for doctor? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I don't don't think I can handle that. In this moment in my life right now, I know I couldn't do it. (laughs) I remember being halfway through grad school going... I should have just been like my friends and just graduated with my undergrad and and, and figured it out on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because I, I eventually want to go back to school and get my bachelor's. I've only got my mm-hmm. my associates in arts, but I'm not even the degree I got. I don't even use it at all for my actual day job. It's mm-hmm. completely useless to me, but mm-hmm. it's I still want to go back and get my bachelor's one day. But I don't, I'm, I'm happy with what I do. It's mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's fun to me. Mm-hmm. It's um. I, I also get to travel the country whenever, I, whenever my company and allows whenever, it. Whenever you're, whenever you're able to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, they're starting to make progress. They just had us um upload our COVID nineteen vaccination cards mm-hmm. because so that tells me there's some progress getting made because we we mm-hmm. also have to you know sign some consent forms of you know hey do you understand the risk if you start traveling and all that stuff like mm-hmm. yep. I want to start traveling again. I'm tired of being stuck at home in my office every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I at first when it happened, I was like, "Yay, uh, grad school at home! Uh, that means I can be on webcam during classes and just sit in my chair and be wrapped in a blanket and just listen to my lectures." And then a week later, I went, "This is hell. I would rather be sitting in that <laughs> uncomfortable classroom." I, I thought it would be great, and for a week it was. And then the second week, I'm like, "I'm done with this." Yeah, <laughs> it's, I've been. I actually started work from home uh, before the pandemic, uh, back in 2019, and it, I, I've been fine with it. So pan, when the pandemic happened, the only change that happened was just I couldn't travel, and mm-hmm. that is what's been driving me crazy. Because I would at least travel once every other month or something for a week, mm-hmm. and just getting to see you know the U.S. and all that like go to Texas or Ohio California mm-hmm. Nevada you know Oregon stuff places like that and just now I'm, I've am i been stuck in Florida for so long and with everything that's fucking transpired the past year and like politics mm-hmm. and all that stuff Florida's the last place I want to be in <laughs> I'm definitely ready uh ready to travel uh my boyfriend lives in Canada and I'm just like waiting for uh their vaccinations to roll out a little bit faster he's already had his first oh have they allowed travel back to canada no and Uh, i'm just like open the border yeah because it's like ah (laughs) okay okay because i was about to ask because my wife and i actually had a plan to go to niagara falls last year Mm -hmm. and we had to cancel it of course and we've been waiting like forever like when are they gonna open it back up (laughs) i'm waiting too i'm waiting too it's definitely a little annoying but i 
as the safety f- factor is way more important than that. So I get it. Yeah, price to pay. So I'm definitely yeah. okay with it. But um, fully vac. I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, I'm really happy yeah. about that. I framed my card on my desk. <laughs> I, I got it laminated for free, and then I. Uh, oh, nice, I, nice. Um, I have it in a little frame on my desk. So Wh- which just, which yeah. vaccine did you get? Uh, hold on. Let me grab my frame and I'll tell you because I actually don't remember. I got the Moderna and holy crap, that second shot took me out. I got I I got Moderna. <laughs> there did, it is. In the how, how did the second shot treat you? Um, horribly. I I was actually you can if you go back through my Twitter feed, you'll see where I was literally comatose for a day. Um, I. I felt horrible. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. I was like, it'll be fine. And then I lied down in bed, and I'm like, well, my whole body aches, and I'm in a lot of pain. And then I woke up at like four in the morning, and my head felt like it weighed thirty pounds. And I was like, oh, I man. can't do this. Oh no! I know exactly what you mean because I got mine on a Friday afternoon, and I'm like, yeah, I feel fine. A couple hours later, I'm like, oh god. Oh, God. And then I had to work the next day, too. I had to drive mm-hmm. all the way to Tampa, which is about an hour drive for me. And yeah, I would have. Oh, that. I would have been like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. Well, it's what well, with the, the work I do. I, I'm a network architect, so I had to mm-hmm. um, do something to our company's network. And it, it was off hours and all that stuff. But I had to be there because in the event of if the network went down, while I was there, it's like, oh shit, I gotta fix it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm under like the vaccine. And I even told my boss, my boss is like, he's like, just call out. I'm like, no, then I'll have to work next Saturday. And I'd rather just get it done and over with. Cause I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a stubborn asshole like that. Where yeah. I'm like, no, I just want to get it done. I don't care if I'm dying. <laughs> but yeah, it, that sucked. It, it, it was a lot. I definitely remember it was a lot. And I'm really happy that I'm done and over with it now. And yeah. I I'm I'm really excited for things to eventually return back to normalcy. Yeah. Oh, so I went to Home Depot this morning. I had to pick up a few things um, for my house. I had to pick up a. I, I'm I'm replacing all the wall plates on the outlets and switches in the house right now, and um, I actually went to Home Depot and didn't wear a mask in the store, and it felt like I was naked the entire mm-hmm. time. It was just so awkward. Like, because I'm trying to get myself used to not wearing a mask everywhere. But I don't know. With this being Florida and it's it's still I'm kind of still a little bit uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, I I definitely understand that. Even me being fully vaccinated, I'm like, I should I still have a mask in my car. And yeah, yeah. you know, it just it just there's some feeling of, of discomfort in it to definitely not have that on. Oh, yeah. No. And and the thing that I I feel is going to be good about all this is it's going to normalize mask wear. That happens a lot of Asian countries already. Like when people are Mm -hmm. sick, they wear a mask and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And it's I'm I'm fine with that. Like, you know, yeah, I definitely feel like if I ever feel like I'm getting sick or something, I'd, I'd wear that Uh, just because I remember during flu season, I didn't really get sick. I, I got like my migraines i get migraines pretty regularly but past yeah. that i was fine no that's good that's mm-hmm. good um so what else has been going on here it's like you've got work school you're mm-hmm. done with school mm-hmm. streaming what else is going on in the life of chase oh i'm so boring that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh just working and uh making content pushing out a lot of stuff 
and really just looking for now that my 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 year off is i'm i'm like okay i'm ready to get back into it let's dive in i've been applying to jobs i'm getting ready to move i'm just where, where are you moving uh somewhere within the area i'm just looking at new apartments in the area or to be honest because i i literally just started looking uh two days ago yesterday or two days ago um anywhere and i literally mean that anywhere <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't really like being in North Carolina anymore because I've been in North Carolina my whole entire life. And uh, I'm definitely ready to, you know, find myself someplace else. I don't blame you. I mean, <laughs> like it, it's my wife and I have talked about moving and, you, you know, I, I would have no idea where we want to move because as much as all the BS that we have to deal with in Florida it's relatively cheap to live here comparatively. Like when we look at some other mm -hmm. States um, mm -hmm. and because we we've talked about moving out West and I'm all like, hell no, we're not going to move to California. You know how expensive that shit is mm -hmm. out there. Oh my God. Like, like the house that we have would cost like probably like over millions of dollars in California. And I'm all like, this house is not a million dollar house. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's insane like the housing prices over there um but the oh shoot where was i going with this i just lost my train of thought <laughs> wow um so your housing is stressful and and oh yeah oh oh yeah that's right that's right <laughs> housing um apartment hunting is apartments mm -hmm. going as crazy as houses are now uh yeah i didn't think it, it would affect it that much but it has i uh some of the places that i've looked at within my area uh have, have marketed one thing on their website but then i'll call them and it'll be 190 dollars plus more expensive and then you know the concept of utilities not being included and for some reason oh God, every place yeah. around me doesn't want you to have your own washer and dryer so that adds up financially what? too and i'm like come on please just give me a break i just want to leave man <laughs> living... why i went from north carolina to i'll just go anywhere at this point man l let me tell you apartments are like the or just renting is like the biggest scam where mm. it's it's insane like how much it is to just rent an apartment or a house compared to like so i can remember when when we were like dirt poor right like dirt dirt poor my wife and i lived in this apartment and i don't know how we freaking made it because at the time our rent was like over a thousand dollars a month and I, I i don't know how we made it back then and then i see like the same kind of apartment what rent's going for now like 1500 or something like that i'm like how the fuck are people affording this and yet my mortgage is like like you look at a mortgage for a house it's like cheap as hell comparatively you know mm -hmm. like how are people surviving this shit man i don't know <laughs> and i'm trying to figure that out as i'm trying to look for places it's definitely a lot and it's freaking me out a little bit but you know, I'm trying. <laughs> it's, it's scary because it's, you know, my daughter's going to be 18 in July and, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's going to be doing college soon and, mm -hmm. you know, doing the whole life thing. And I mean, I've told her, like, don't feel like you're pressured to have to move out or anything. You know, as long as you're working or going to school, you know, we're never going to charge you rent or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you're doing something and not just staying at home doing nothing, you know. But man, it's because it, it's 
you know, I, I feel like I'm an old man here. I'm only 34, going to be 35. But even, um, but even like when my wife and I were, you know, looking for apartments back then, it's, it was still expensive as hell. Like I, we barely made it through. And now you look at how wages have stagnated and, you know, just for like any, for all jobs, just how they've stagnated and trying to get apartments down. Like they're even more ridiculous now. Like it, it I like what, what the hell? That's, weighs, that's all I can say is what the hell. It weighs very heavily on me. I will yeah. definitely say that. It has been the, I would say, the sole producer of stress and anxiety in my life as of late is going, okay, need to move, want to move, ready to finally, you know, start using my degree. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh everything is expensive and it's very hard right? for me as a content creator to go uh already i have income and they're like okay show me your proof of income and I'm like content and they're like that's not income I'm like but i got i have money and they're like no you don't oh that's right that's right because you got to show like a w2 or something like that yeah or, uh I, or or, or I like a pay stub a, or something i recently got a, a car it was a used car but it's new to me and i remember applying for that was atrocious because i was like this is all the funds that i'm making and they're like no you're not and i'm like yeah no no this is consistent over the course of however long and they're like no you're not you're not making money I'm like yeah i am they're like well it's contract work so it doesn't count and i'm like but come but on you're, you're, well how does it not count if you're gonna have to pay taxes for it you know i know but it was so stressful i'm like please i i'm i'm doing this and they're like no you're not and that was the most stressful like three day period of my life was just trying to like figure that out and 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 now i i have my my car my old car was uh literally on its last legs and now i'm treating this one like it's made of gold well, what, what, what's your new car uh my car is a little ford fiesta it's a 2018 oh, nice. ford fiesta it's a little itty bitty thing but i love it <laughs> that's all i need i, don't, I yeah. don't use i don't really do anything with it except drive around you know get, get what i need but that's really it i did a road trip in it recently but that that was about it is that when you went to visit megan yes, 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 yes i, I, I saw so that fun. Yeah, never the, driving again was a huge mistake to do that don't be like me and, and well how, how far 12 hour. oh 12 hour Ooh. well here's the deal it was supposed to be like eight and then uh uh i had called my dad and i told him i was going to new york and he had lived there for a while and he said don't go through the tolls it's gonna be so expensive chase just don't do it and he freaked me out because money and i went oh my god i don't can i afford this because <laughs> i don't have that much cash on me um because back i had only experienced tolls with my dad as a child and it was just coins and that's just how i remember it and i'm like i don't have that much money on me oh oh my god i need to avoid tolls I was like don't go through tolls so i avoided tolls and i added like two plus hours on my trip oh dang. so it was about a 12 hour trip drive up there oh and you god bet on the way back i said screw it I i'll go to an atm i withdrew money shoved <laughs> it in my purse and i went i'm taking every toll i don't care <laughs> man that's it a long miserable. ass drive 
Oh, it was yeah. miserable. I will fly next time. I, I've saved, I saved money on gas. I will say that. Miserable drive. Mm -mm. Yeah, because it, it's you, you could fly and then just take an Uber or something. Just be yeah. like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. It's worth the funds to fly. It is worth the funds to fly. It was, was it would have been more expensive. Oh yeah, would have been worth it. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. Oh man, man, that's a long ass <laughs> drive. I, I, I yes, think the. I think the longest drive I've ever done was from Tampa to Atlanta, Georgia, and that's about an eight, nine hour drive, something mm -hmm. like that. And it's just, it's more boring because it's literally just going up uh, uh, 75 is one of mm -hmm. the highways and all that. And it's just going straight up 75. And it's just like, especially once you hit Georgia, there's like nothing. Like mm -hmm. it's absolutely nothing until you hit Atlanta and it's just pure boredom mm -hmm. so i have to say I, I was very bored but i was very thankful to have my boyfriend pretty much be on the phone with me almost the whole time what, what is it Lesson. you're taking 95 up most of the time yeah yeah most of the time and then to avoid the tolls my uh uh my my gps took me literally down to into downtown baltimore i was like literally in baltimore <laughs> and he was like why are you in baltimore i'm like to avoid the tolls and then i uh <laughs> Uh, ended up taking some weird backwoods ways. I don't know. I passed the National Cryptozoological Museum in Maryland. Oh, I wanted to. I wanted to stop there, but I was like, if I stop there, I'm going to be like three hours even later than I already am. Um, I mean, I, I passed some weird spots. I'll tell you that on my way up, it was just some scary was, spots. <laughs> like, like, weird. please, please don't break down here. Please don't break down. Here. No, it was so bad. It was just like. It was either I, I got to see like I don't I really couldn't even describe to you the route I took, but I was able to see like the I saw the Washington Monument. From oh, that's my cool. Car. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm getting some sights. I'll say that like at least I'm getting some sights. But like past that, past like the Washington Monument, I in the Cryptozoological Museum, it was just either I'm in a random city driving or I'm on the highway driving, and it was just one or the other. That was it. Wow. It was very boring. <laughs> oh man. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Yeah. It's I I mean, I'm I'm happy about cons coming back and all that stuff. And I need to I need to go to some like at least one con this year. But I'm really not looking forward to the driving though. I am both excited and dreading events picking back up just because I I'm not a very social person and I want it to It takes to a lot events. of energy. It oh my well, god. It's just that I want to go to these events, but I just don't feel like I should be there. If that makes any sense, I can't really explain it because I really struggle with it, with um, feeling like I, I belong in, in in places or you know yeah, the concept of friendships. Yeah, I, I really struggle heavily with that. Um, so I always feel like oh, you know, I don't I don't have any friends here, so I'm just gonna be by myself awkwardly, and everyone's gonna be having fun, and I'm just gonna be alone and it's like and then as soon as I, you see someone you know you latch on to them you're like oh yes <laughs> yes yes indeed that is what is going to happen but um i'm excited because i'm like well i obviously like the the logical part of my brain is like you know you have friends and you know that you're going to see them and it's going to yeah. be fine and you're going to be a little bit awkward but you're going to be fine but then the other part of my brain is like uh, you will be nothing and you'll never be good enough. So uh, why even waste the money going? And then it's like, okay, well, you know what? That part of my brain has a point too. And it's just well, lot. you know what? I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. The, the one thing that I have learned 
or at least that I try to understand. Because, you know, as content creators, we always try to strive and be our best and try to, you know, try to make the best as what we can, or at least we try at least. Um, and, you know, I've, I've come to the realization, I know my content is trash, but I want to embrace the trash. I, I am the trash. You become I'm the one. Trash man. <laughs> you become I one with the, the trash. I get the ring. Yes. I just roll around in it. <laughs> so and oh, it's Danny just. Danny DeVito. Yes. Yes. Oh God. I need to watch that show again. Uh, but it, it's just really just trying to embrace that you know. It's there's going to be people out there who don't like it, but you know who cares, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, if you're enjoying it, cool. You know, I mean, th- there's like, I-, I take this podcast format, right? You know, there's so many other magic podcasts out there that are way better than what I do. And because they actually know stuff about magic and like how to talk magic stuff. Whereas I'm just like, I like islands. I like counter spells. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know what else to talk about. So it's like, <laughs> they're-, they're better at that. Whereas in, I know this long format here of just us talking about road trips and random mm-hmm. shit people don't always like but i enjoy it my, my mm-hmm. listeners and viewers enjoy it you know mm-hmm. so it's it's just doing what brings you joy yeah exactly and i definitely think i've hit that um with my content i think i'm just nervous. and i think that's the goal you know because i think i hit the i think i hit like my stride in the middle of a pandemic so how i'm going to be perceived and act outside of a pandemic is where I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's um, and, and especially when Magic Fest do come back. I mean, it's gonna be stressful going to that, but it's just really, it, it's really mentally preparing yourself for it. Because oh man, it's um, a, a, every Magic Fest I've been to, and even conventions, it's just having to really hype yourself up, and then just take the like when when those days are done, decompress like heavily because i'm just like i can remember the last magic fest i went to like you know but by the time sunday afternoon was rolling around i'm like i'm like just peopled out i don't want anything to yeah. do with people at all mm-hmm. because <laughs> you know? i'm so introverted i definitely identify yeah. with that just like getting really like okay i'm very tired right now i have been around people <laughs> my battery has drained i am ready to do nothing now oh yeah oh and and my favorite do nothing thing is just hop into my bed or go on my back porch and just turn on my kindle and just start mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. read a book that's one of my best ways i've decompressed lately just fall into another world somewhere else yeah i've been watching a lot of youtube videos lately and i like doing that anything good on youtube you've been watching uh i definitely think they're acquired tastes i've been wanting <laughs> watching a lot of uh curtis connor okay. uh cody co noel mill uh noel miller um uh just you know a bunch of those guys they're they're sort of like reaction uh youtubers that i okay. find to be very funny and down to earth uh and that's why i really like their content i think they're just they have that same sort of weird stupid energy that i really like Never heard of any um, of them, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of them, I think, used to be Vine people. Uh, oh, and okay. Okay. they have since grown and evolved drastically from their Vine days, which is why I like them. Um, but I watch, like, drama channels, too. I watch a lot of uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. Um, and they do their own content called Watcher, which I really like. Um, I typically don't consume magic content on, you know, 
um, a regular basis just because I don't want to be too saturated in it. Oh, no, I, I know exactly I, I, what I you mean. Be, yeah, I want to be able to experience things outside of magic and be able to sort of have that separation when I need it. Uh, I've been doing a lot of that, too. Oh, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's mm-hmm. it's very rare for me to actually watch magic content. Like, like there's definitely some streamers I'll just pop in and just see what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. see what's going on. And then same with YouTube channels, too. Like, maybe, you know, especially when I know one of my close friends who are content creators, they release videos. Like, I'll definitely watch all their stuff, you know, just to support them. But as far as, like, a lot of the popular stuff, I'm like... Not that it's bad or anything. I'm just like, eh, I don't really want to. I, I can't consume mm-hmm. it the same way like I used to. You're probably the same way. Like, like I just can't consume it all the same way I used to. And then plus, I'm mm-hmm. so into D&D stuff as well, too. Mm-hmm. It's all absorb more D&D content. And, um, and my my buddy Efren, uh, one of the owners of Card Sphere, I, I do have a new guilty pleasure. And... It's a 90 day fiance is one of my new oh, guilty pleasures. That is a show that my, uh, my mom quite likes is 90 day fiance. Have you ever watched it? Uh, I only watched, uh, the season with big ed in it because okay. she told me I had to. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, I want to watch big ed. And she goes, he's not even like, you know, like you're not going to even care about big ed later. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And then I watched it and I was like, Oh whoa, yeah, she's right. I I don't care about Big Ed. I care about literally every other person. It was like crazy. Um, <laughs> I did watch that, and I thought it was interesting. But past that, I haven't really watched a lot of Ninety Day Fiance. Uh, it's definitely an acquired taste. Like, yeah, it, I, it, my room, <laughs> my old college roommate and I used to have a trash TV night, and one show we watched uh, was called uh, Are You the One, which was on MTV, I think. And okay. um, there are uh, like. 10 men and 10 women or 11 men or 11 women and they would all put them like in this house and they said based on science one of these people is your perfect match but we're not going to tell you and you have to figure it out and there's matching yeah there's matching (laughs) ceremonies to see if you got a match but they're not going to tell you which match is correct and by the end of the show if 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 every single person does not have their perfect match then they don't win a million dollars um oh snap that's yeah so everybody has to have their perfect match even if they don't like that person they have to have that perfect match or they don't win the million dollars it's it's a wild that, show that, that sounds you. like my kind of trash right there oh it's so good it's so <laughs> so so good i loved it um i think it's still happening right now and i think some of it's actually on netflix but it's such a good show because it pulls you in um <laughs> it's crazy uh and then i watched recently noelle miller one of the youtubers i like react to this place called temptation island i've never seen this show i've heard it's a of wild it, yeah. show is where they yeah. get couples to go onto this island and then they separate the couples. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. they put single people in with the couples and just, I don't know, try to break the couples up, which sounds horrible. And that it is, is horrible. I watched, him, I watched him react to that and I went, oh my God, why would somebody put this on TV? Because it's, it's, I don't think that, I don't think it should be put on TV because some of the people's reactions to, things is really rough it is. i don't know it, about that oh man <laughs> i'll stick i'll stick to are you the one <laughs> yeah it's it's 90 day fiance has become like my new trash addiction mm-hmm. um the, the only other reality shows that i've ever really 
that I've consumed a, a lot of is just anything Gordon Ramsay. Like, I do like Gordon Ramsay. I, I do like Gordon And I'm not Ramsay. like that big into cooking shows, but just him. Him himself just like berating people is like, I, I love it. It's I secretly oh, love it. <laughs> I've binged a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. I oh, yes. love Kitchen Nightmares. I do like Kitchen Nightmares a lot. Have, have you seen um, his new one that's sort of like a, it's sort of like Kitchen Nightmares? Um, Is it like, where he travels the world or something? No, no, no. It's called like, it. it it's almost like the same premise as kitchen nightmares but he has a day to try to turn around the restaurant instead of like a week or two mm-hmm. it's it's I called like it's called like 24 hours in hell or something like that mm. um pr- pretty much the same concept as kitchen nightmares but mm-hmm. it, it's just him more berating people and and what's scary and the thing that always freaks me out with that is just anytime he goes into their freezers or their kitchens or something to see mm-hmm. all the disgustingness like oh god yeah like it, it just makes you wonder like how many restaurants have you been to where it's just like that you know oh yeah definitely i've been watching a lot of anime recently too oh which ones a lot of anime oh my gosh uh high rise invasion uh way of the house husband full metal alchemist uh i just started demon slayer because i've t- I tried to everyone talks it. about that well i tried to watch demon slayer in the middle of my second year in grad school i remember because i was in the library waiting for my class to start i was like i'll just like watch an episode and i was like uh i'm not really into this sort of like you know the vibe i mean like i thought it was an interesting concept but i just didn't really i didn't really get into it i was like whatever and now i see people loving it now and i'm like you know what? i'll try it again and i can see why people like it but i'm still a little hesitant into it but yeah i've been watching a handful of that and, and reading a lot of uh, manga too but yeah i decided to take it upon myself in the pandemic last year to to um catch up on one piece manga oh my god because it's still going on isn't it oh yeah it's like over a thousand chapters mm-hmm. um it's so i read it i read the manga like over a decade ago when it was only up to like three four hundred chapters or something like that and i stopped yeah. reading it and then i decided i'm just gonna start over and read it all over again it took me like three four months to catch up and i'm i'm such a one piece stand now it's i i'm obsessed with one piece mm-hmm. it's so good I, I i wouldn't watch the anime though it's i just too too many episodes to watch mm-hmm. at least with the manga i, I can just go fast oh yeah i remember uh reading it when i was a, a young a youngin uh and watching a couple episodes of the mo- of the anime when i i probably shouldn't have because i was like 10 <laughs> but i still did anyway um but yeah I, i've been just trying to like diversify what i've been doing in terms of media i've been consuming so that i'm not just solely steeped in magic because i love magic yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's something that I love so dearly, but it's also uh, become a job for me, and I don't want to take the enjoyment out of it by making yeah. it the sole thing I do. So I try to. I've been trying to, you know, find ways to enjoy other things. And so far, it's been working, and I've been feeling really good about the the work life balance I've been having with it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because that that's I feel that's even important, like really important. So it, it's over the years, like I've had to just because i mean i don't make a ton of money doing this but there is income that i do make off of this so i've had to actually um 
somewhat incorporate my podcasts. Um, I had to I had to set up a DBA of Magic Wazubi, um, just so I could like for the tax benefits and all that stuff. And um, so it, it's I know what you mean. Like I've been trying really hard, like same as you like i love magic and all that stuff but i'm really trying to not consume it every day like 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 chase i'll I'll tell you like probably same as you like i'd spend just hours upon hours just looking up magic cards for decks or 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 researching Mm -hmm. stuff or you you know just whatever whatever Or, or spending hours upon hours organizing stuff and wanting to think of all these ideas and all that Mm -hmm. you know and it's and i just i've been getting away from that I, i'm actually starting to dive into a little bit of D content I, i'm working on trying to write my first module and get it published and i want to get that done um and just i don't know like i've been reading a hell of a lot more just diving into books and all that so i i know exactly what you mean just love magic just i'm trying not to do it every day though because it's because it's so easy to fall into that you know oh yeah definitely 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 finding that balance i think with any hobby that you have in your life is important and it's something that it's a skill that i definitely had to learn over the years that i've been making oh i saw that spit oh my god you okay yeah um wow that was gross i'm sorry that's okay it's all right (laughs) but i think i'll be in gotta keep better track three years three years three years making content but i think two streaming i think i don't know i'm gonna have to double check because i feel like i said i did two years last year and i don't remember um but i definitely need to find that because i don't remember it happens it happens like i'm just this is the fifth year of the podcast mm-hmm. of doing it and then like as far as content goes because i wrote articles for about a year before i did the podcast so i think like six mm-hmm. years in content mm-hmm. and um yeah no, i I've, I've loved the journey that you know i've been on it, it's it's crazy because you know i've met some of my best friends doing this stuff and you know got to talk to a hell of a lot of awesome people like yourself and um it's just it would never happen otherwise you know yeah it's definitely weird to think about like my connection to magic and how fragile it was at the beginning because when i first you know was introduced to magic it was introduced to me by my my ex-boyfriend i remember that time yeah. yeah and i i learned and 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 had fun with that and then our relationship ended he had uh cheated on me and i remember thinking you know the the ties to that game were so strong to him that i, I was never going to play again yeah and uh i for, i don't know why but i kept with it still and then i just kind of kept doing it i just kept doing it i followed people on twitter started talking with people on twitter and that became my strong connection to magic then i found friends in my area who played magic then i went to my card shop and had a card shop and Mm-hmm. It just built and built and built and built, and then I started making content. And then I made friends, and now my current partner I met through content. I mean, it's just crazy, like all the things that I've been able to experience and the people I've been able to meet just because of that one moment in my life where I looked at my partner and went, "Oh, you play this game? Teach me." 
you know it's, yeah it's very weird to think about that <laughs> no and, and it's awesome because you know you touched on something um it just made me remember because how you say like you're introverted you're quiet and all that um and it's i i feel very much the same way um i i don't, I don't know if that's hard to believe because just the way that i talk and all that um but i'm very very you ask my wife it's like outside of this and outside of like content or outside of my job because my job i have to be very talkative because uh, you know be, being a network architect i have to constantly be planning stuff talking with engineers um, meeting with project teams and all that stuff so i'm constantly talking like every day and then like as soon as work is done i'm just sort of like i don't want to talk and, and like like when my wife and i are out she does like all the talking for me for the most part because i'm like i just i i because I'm so exhausted by then, but what, but where I'm getting at is doing this podcast here mm -hmm. has helped me tremendously just being able to talk to people because I can remember being in therapy. And, and I remember one of the sessions we had was just like how I had such a hard time just striking up a conversation with someone, it, it, someone random. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, and I remember my therapist gave me the like, homework to next time you go to a restaurant just start talking to people or something like just even if it's like you know stupid small talk you know and i remember doing that and then i think shortly after i started this podcast at some point and it's been like night and day difference you know mm -hmm. even though a lot of times i'm just like outside of this i'm like i just don't want to talk to you <laughs> you know what i mean you're just like yeah i just don't want to talk i'm good <laughs> i definitely think that that magic has helped me a lot in in my social life and in how i interact with people definitely a lot so for me i i have a lot to thank magic for you know not just in terms of like content and and, and work and stuff like that i've been able to make friends and mm -hmm. and you know interact with people and 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 have fun and not be so worried. I mean, I'm definitely still worried <laughs> about social interactions, but I've been able yeah. to take a bit of a breather and know that, hey, I have this one thing in common with this person, and I know that if they like it, they're going to be just as jonesed about it as I am, so let's just talk. Yeah, it's exactly. Nice. It's really nice to kind of have that sort of at ease put in your mind, that ease sort of ease put mm -hmm. on the the conversation you just you don't have that weight on there like you normally would exactly exactly so the next set coming up is the D, &D set mm -hmm. have you ever played D, D or anything can't remember if i yes. asked you this uh i have uh okay. i have been doing a D, D stream on and off and i'm about to do a casual D, D campaign with some friends too nice. so i am actually really looking forward to this upcoming set oh my god I'm so am i beyond I'm... excited i want beholders i want weird things i want gelatinous cubes yes. i want the weird stuff so i'm very excited oh my god i'm like so pumped about it mm -hmm. like i I don't know. It's, I I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know what what the hell else do I say? Um, they they. So I just saw um today that Amazon accidentally put up the one of the next campaign books for D and D, and it's a Strixhaven campaign setting. 
Ooh, that Ooh. sounds fun. I can't wait because ha have you seen the Ravnica and Theros campaign setting books? Yes, I have. I, have. I love them. I'm actually trying to get one of my friends who's a D&D &D person to get into magic via, uh, via those books. I'm like, hey, this is kind of like what my world's about. You should take a peek at it. And if you like it, you should uh, play magic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's um, those books were amazing. I loved them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've taken ideas from them and put them in my games. And um, I'm so excited about the Strixhaven book now. I'm definitely really looking forward to see what is coming up with Wizards next and what's going to happen because... Oh, man. Right? There, so much has already happened. The Year of Commander is over and we're is already... Is it, though? It is. I would <laughs> say it is. We're getting different products and World Commander is still going to be heavily at the forefront. I'm really happy to see modern get some love and and seeing what really comes forward with that too that's something that i'm really excited to experience just because i don't know now that uh, events are going to slowly trickle down and we're slowly you know meeting the end of the pandemic i'm really excited to see what the future holds and what everyone's going to be doing including right. right oh yeah i'm i'm pumped to see what else they got coming out i mean with Oh, okay, I just got to say, like, this year of sets, I, I know even the D&D &D set and the Innistrad sets aren't out yet, but they they've hit it out of the park so far this year with the sets that have come out. You know, we've got Kaldheim, yeah. Time Spiral, Strixhaven, which, which Pixie and I completely, you know, pooped on with Strixhaven mm -hmm. at first because just the sound of it just sounded mm -hmm. so Harry Potter and corny and mm -hmm. all that. But when it finally got released, I'm like, all right, I love it. I'm a silver quill you know yeah. through and through <laughs> you know it's but and modern horizons look like it's going to be another home run D, &D oh, yeah. set is going to be like probably the best set in all existence <laughs> i definitely think it's going to be uh, a set that people are going to remember to talk about a long time uh kind of akin to lorwyn you know i was oh, around yeah. for lorwyn i was able to do all these cool things during lorwyn <clears throat> i mean i wasn't but i hear people say like you know like the, sort of like the golden age i think we're kind of getting a return to that with oh, yeah. this crossover that i think is going to really mix up both worlds together in this really nice harmony i'm very oh, yeah. excited for that and it, it's been a long time coming because uh, you remember mishy right yes yeah, I had her on the podcast two years ago, and freaking Mishy, I asked her, like, and, and I know Wizards can't, at the time when she worked for her, she can't say anything, but I asked her, you know, it'd be a really cool idea if you guys made a D&D &D magic set, right? Mm -hmm. And she just had this smile on her, and I'm all like, and, and then I said the same thing to Gavin when I'm on the, when I had him on the podcast too last mm -hmm. year, and I freaking texted both of them, like, as soon as they dropped the announcement of the D&D &D set, I'm like, I'm like, I, I didn't say you motherfuckers, but I want to say you motherfuckers. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> you, and I know they can't say anything, but Mishy just said, said, sorry, couldn't tell you at the time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh man. But and, and then plus the return to Innistrad, too. Oh, I love Innistrad mm -hmm. so much. I, I'm actually not looking forward to that personally, mostly because I feel like we're just going back to too many of the same planes. I can I'm see that. Yeah. The, I'm tired of the back to back to Zendikar, back to back to Ravnica, back to back to, you know, in Australia. I can we, see that. We've, we've been back so many times. Take us someplace new. And we have been two places new. And I'm very happy yeah. about that. I'm really tired of like the sort of rehashing of old sets that don't really bring a lot story well. 
I could see that, yeah. Because yeah. I, I felt that way about Ravnica, like, the third time we were at Ravnica, because mm-hmm. e- even though, what, Return to Ravnica came out 2011 or 2012, and mm-hmm. Guilds of Ravnica was, what, 2019 or something? So there was, like, amount of time that passed, but it really did feel like we were just back at Ra- we were just at Ravnica. And yeah, it's such an iconic plane that it doesn't really feel like we ever really left it. Yeah, yeah. So I felt that way about Ravnica, because I'm not... I I, lo- I love like the setting and flavor of Ravnica, but I'm just not that big a fan of it. Um, oh, yeah. It's it's but Innistrad is definitely more the aesthetic that I like. I like that gothic horrorness, and um, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about that. But I definitely see where you're coming from because I sort of felt that way with Zendikar Rising. Like mm-hmm. I did too. I did like, too. I went again. This was like what the third time we're going back there. Mm-hmm. We don't need that, do we? It, at least mm-hmm. they didn't have Eldrazi again. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I will say that it it, it was um a, a little bit more reminiscent of the original Zendikar compared to mm-hmm. Battle for Zendikar. So, but yeah, it's I, I'd rather if I had a choice, I'd rather just see all new planes and all that. Right. And 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 plus, I mean, if there was a plane that we need to return to, it'd be Dominaria because that's the OG Magic plane. Oh. I'd like to see uh, more Phyrexia, Mirrodin, Phyrexia, stuff like that. I mean, it's got to happen, right? I mean, they, they, the Vornplex well, like, came in. They're the villain? They're the penultimate villain. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to happen. And plus, how long ago was that Dominaria story out where Karn was trying to get that thing to blow up Mirrodin or something? I don't know. Lordy, I have no idea. But it's... um. Yeah, it, it. I mean, they it they have to be going back to it because Vornclex was out in Kaldheim, and, mm-hmm. and plus they just released the Praetors and Magic Arena, mm-hmm. and all that. So I'm like, okay, and, gearing up towards yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that that'll be exciting. But I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. That's gonna be a <laughs> that's gonna be a set because hasn't every time they've been back to Mirrodin or something like they've broken magic because of the artifacts. Or something. That was before my time. That was before my time. So I, I, I actually don't know. I mean, I wasn't playing when those two Mirrodin sets were out, but from what I remember, like the the first Mirrodin set was when they released all the the artifact lands they had to ban, and they had to ban Skull Clamp, and then um, and then the second Mirrodin set was all the Phyrexian mana that has seen so many bans throughout a lot of formats, mm-hmm. um. Like Gitaxian Probe, that's one of them um, that's had to been banned, so I don't know. They'll figure out some way to break magic. I mean, hey, I didn't think companions were that bad, and they somehow completely warped all of magic. I know people really like <laughs> companions. I don't really play with companions, so I'm really not sure how their impact is on the format, but I know some people do really like them. Yeah, I don't really play them in Commander, but um, from what I understood is they completely broke um, Vintage, especially mm. Luris did, because Luris can return back cards that are, was it two mana costs or less? So I you, believe so. So, so you could just keep getting like your Black Lotus back over and over again and all that stuff. That's pretty That's broken. Very good. That's very good, yes. <laughs> it's pretty decent, pretty decent. <laughs> but um, yeah. It's um, I yeah I I I gotta say Wizards has been killing it lately. Um, oh, yeah. Excited to see what they're coming out with. D and D wise, it's been it's been um I, I think what they need to do D and D wise, it's 
is they need to one of my biggest complaints is like so they sort of did this with Tasha's culture and of everything where they sort of brought a lot of the rule sets into one book they need to just do like an ultimate D&D book where it has like every single rule or like all the new stuff that's come out over the years yeah like you know the five million books like so I don't have to have like a whole shelf of that <laughs> over there to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can and just have like add up oh my god yeah yeah but I will say D&D is way cheaper to get into compared to magic oh I would agree with that too all you really need are the books yeah, I, I mean, mean, everything else just seems kind of like gravy in D&D. The sets and the and the figurines. You don't really need it. No. But it, it makes it more immersive. But, you know, all you really need is just to know how to play it and a, and a, and a piece of paper. Exactly. And and exactly. Like, like, if you're a player of D&D, all you really mm -hmm. need is just the player's handbook. That's it. You don't yep. need any of the other books. You need a player's handbook, pen and paper, and dice a can do attitude <laughs> yeah and and dice will help you don't even really need to buy dice you could you know use your phone or something too oh yeah so it's um because because i've thought about because i've had so many friends try to get me into warhammer and all that and i'm like holy shit no warhammer is way too expensive it's i've, I've already got one expensive hobby i don't need another yeah i didn't know warhammer was expensive until i bought uh some figures for my boyfriend and i was like how much does this got to be like Ten bucks, and he was like, "No, it's 40 And I went, "Why?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, another 40 It was limited edition. I'm like, "All of them? Like, why is this so expensive?" <laughs> oh my gosh! And just, man, people are into that. Like, I, I think the thing that keeps me away from Warhammer, I mean, not just the price, but also like, I have no interest in painting minis or anything. And like, I just, I don't find that fun at all. Like mm -hmm. the painting stuff. Yeah. Just kind of boring to me. <laughs> that's why you just got to find like your own, uh, your own joy in things. And yeah. This will come. Yeah. So it is already 90 minutes already into this. That went by super fast. Yeah, it did. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, so let's wrap things up here real quick. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for coming on yeah. again um, and agreeing to come on again. It's been, um, it's yeah, been great. You're, you're one of the few returning guests. So <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of returning guests or anything, but it's, I, I wanted to bring you on again. Cause we had that one. Um, I felt bad too. Uh, uh, Cause we had that one off stream game. Something with you, me, Dana Roach. Uh -huh. And I don't remember the last person. I'm sorry. Crab, Crab Baskets is a actually oh, wonderful uh, uh, right. viewer of my streams. If you're watching this. Hi, Crab. Hi, Crab. Uh, I'm so really sorry. Wonderful. I forgot forgot who you were. <laughs> Crab is really great. Donates a lot to uh, That's other awesome. streamers in the community. He's just a really good uh, supporter of content creators and just a really cool person. No, and I felt bad because I, I was trying to look at, see what number episode you were on. And yeah, I'm all like, find it. I'm like, I can't fucking <laughs> find it. Because I had just changed uh, podcast platforms late last year. Mm -hmm. And when it was transferring everything over, your was one of the few episodes that didn't transfer over and with my dyslexic ass you know because i number all my episodes and yeah. i when i saw the skip a number like my dyslexicness was like oh yeah it's it i didn't miss anything <laughs> and then as then when you and i were talking i'm like when the hell did i have you on and you found my youtube video and i just i could not find the audio and luckily i keep a backup archive of everything yeah so. Because that would have been like shit. I'd have to convert the YouTube video to audio, and I'm like, oh damn it, that sucks. 
but that's a lot i wouldn't yeah. recommend doing that just record a whole new episode it just saves just makes more sense <laughs> well i mean it's not that it's just more just time consuming more than mm-hmm. anything plus i'm lazy i feel that definitely i do <laughs> well no thank you again for coming on um, where can people yeah. find you if they want to reach out yeah first of all hi lovely people uh, my name is chase also known as mana curves uh i'm a commander content creator i stream paper commander on my twitch channel which is mana curves wednesdays and sundays at 6 p.m eastern and i also stream collaborative deck building on that stream same stream which is tuesdays at 6 p.m eastern uh if you want to see my articles i write for tcg player and those articles come out every single sunday um and i have a podcast with um alex from the spike feeders called square seven and that typically comes out once a week depending on the magic news that comes out we typically like to just talk about like you know new and exciting things happening in magic and it's just a really chill relaxed sort of podcast you should definitely check it out awesome awesome and i'll make sure to have links um all in the show notes as well too Mm -hmm. so thank you again for coming on yes I forgot Twitter. Oh, I yeah. Duh. Stuff on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I That's literally where I post everything all the time. So sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, one it, place I post the most. Right. Yeah. That That's like my, my addiction. Twitter and Discord yeah. are like my addictions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so, well, thank you again for coming on, taking time out yeah. of your night. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, too. <laughs> all right. Well, have a good night. All right. Yeah, you too. Hey everybody, and thank you all for watching this episode. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, Chase is a really cool person, and hope you all enjoyed the episode. And you know, it's I, I enjoyed these kind of episodes where it's just you know, more chill and relaxed and all that stuff. And that's one thing I like with bringing returning guests back because we were to sort of have that rapport and all that. So it's just a little bit more instead of just asking some of the same introductory questions now it's just more hey, chill and chat type thing it's what i like so i want to hear from you all you know it's i i used to do some of this more in the early days where i wanted to hear from you all and i suck at this stuff i suck at trying to keep up with it all because i'll be honest doing this as a one-man show sometimes gets a little bit hard and you forget a lot too and i'm not trying to make this some like a Debbie Downer type thing. But hey, I want to hear from you all. Like, what have you all been thinking about the show lately? Like, have you been liking it? Um, You know, either comment below or send me an email or reach out to me via Twitter, Instagram. I want to hear from you all, like what you like about the show. What are some things you would change? Anything like that. And um, just let me know, you know, any kind of criticism is welcome. Just don't be a jerk or asshole and we'll be good be good all right good so thank you all for listening and watching you're all awesome and hope you all have a great night